Welcome to episode 183 of Crack the Customer Code, where no coupons are required. Have you ever walked into a local spot, maybe a restaurant or a store, and announced, I found you on Yelp? Well, it turns out relying on reviews to find what we need is bigger than it's ever been before. Okay, to answer your question, no. I never have. <laughs> but we know a lot of people have. And that's what's interesting. Mm -hmm. We've talked about online reviews before, but there's some really interesting data that uh, Jeannie found. I'll give Jeannie props here. And it's interesting that it's really how much more important it is becoming and how really 2016 was a year where online reviews and their importance shot up. Yes, for sure. And this is not a black and white subject, right? There's a lot of nuance here and a lot of gray area. But we thought it was important to talk about because more and more companies really have to understand the importance of online reviews and how to interact with them to help your customers make the best decision because it's becoming a bigger part right. of the decision Right, we covered this when process. we talked to Daniel Lemon back in uh, episode 152, and now we just want to add a few layers onto that. So Jeannie, what's going on in the world of online mm -hmm. reviews? <laughs> <laughs> well, the... One of the things that stood out to me was a study that basically said 91% of consumers say they check online reviews when evaluating local businesses. So that's a really important thing to underline for any of those local businesses out there who are trying to get more customers, who are trying to understand how to get people to their places, because it's a huge part of the oh, local absolutely. decision making process. I think everybody listening to the podcast can relate to that. I know whether I, though I have not walked into a restaurant, like I found you on Yelp. I've certainly used Yelp and uh, Google reviews and all these review sites to make determinations. And I, to me, I don't know how you use it, but I use it as sort of a risk aversion thing. In other words, I don't really go crazy if mm -hmm. it's like three and a half stars versus four and a half stars, especially if it's a small sample set, because I know that one review and everybody has a couple of bad reviews because that's who, you mm -hmm. know, when you're a small business, that's who goes online. It's the people you really ticked off. Uh, so I don't worry about that. But when I see like, you know, really low reviews or nothing but bad reviews and it sort of confirms and then you see the pictures and the place looks like it's not run well, you know, you sort of look at all the evidence, right? Yep. Well, totally. And it's a way to reassure yourself that you're making the right decision. And what they found is that actually 48% of people will visit a company's website right after seeing a positive review. And 9% will actually just go straight to the store. I mean, they'll just go straight to the location. And the, the really important thing right now is mobile because so many of us are relying on our mobile devices and they're finding that people who read online reviews via their mobile devices are 127% more likely to buy than those on desktops. So these are crazy figures that really show how important this is. But you're absolutely right, Adam, because I actually just recently had to uh, get some repair person and I got a recommendation from somebody and then I went right away to the review on Yelp and discovered that they were not the highest reviewed and in fact they had all terrible reviews so I switched my decision even though it was a friend recommending it to me based on the fact that more people had bad bad experiences well, you know, that's a very good, powerful story actually because I think that's one of the dynamics that this whole online review and online credibility thing has changed is that I think we value, in some cases, it, it, if 
if our friend's opinion or our family member's opinion matches what we find online, we value it higher. Now, this is not statistics. I'm just, this is my own interpretation. But I think yeah. if, if they are contradicted by what you find online, you know, then that's where it gets really interesting. I always say mm-hmm. you, you, you don't buy, people are always buying a GE dryer because, you know, their mom told them, oh, I had a GE dryer for 20 years and never had a problem. Well, that's not the best way to do it, right? You want to look online and find out who's had mm-hmm. the most reliability issues over past X years, how many in that model, et cetera. They may have been made in a different place than the one that was made. So there's mm-hmm. all these things, all this information we have access to now, and it definitely is changing how decisions are made. Well, and I think all the you know business owners and local storekeepers, they, they always ask me about negative reviews and you know what can we do about it? And there are bad apples out there. I think we can agree <laughs> that there are people who just live to troll. <laughs> and they're not good people and we're not going to waste our breath on them. Um, but when it comes to negative reviews, there's actually something around credibility here where if you don't have any negative reviews, people are starting to assume that means censorship or that you're deleting them. And so if you have one or two, um, to your point, Adam, where you said, if you see one or two and they're not that bad, you can overlook those. That actually lends to the credibility of the uh, of the positive reviews too. So it's it's tricky, but it's really important to understand that negative reviews are well, part that's, of this you know, That study's been around for a while and as somebody who has a book on Amazon and all that, I'm like, uh, this sounds really weird. I'm like hoping somebody will give me a, a couple of bad reviews because it's five stars now. It, it needs to be four <laughs> and a half. Four and a half is... Oh, I know we're crying. No, but see, I'm serious because it's, uh, you know, four and a half is like the optimal number on Amazon, apparently. So I think you're asking yeah, Please go pay in my money. Please review. don't because eventually somebody will do it on, <laughs> on their own. <laughs> or somebody I've made mad in some other capacity will just completely rip me apart anyways on the book. They've never even read it, but that's going to happen. So anyway, you know, one thing I will say, Jeannie is 127% more likely to buy than on desktop. I think that makes a lot of sense because part of what's changed is if you're mobile, you're there in a lot of cases. You're, mm-hmm. You know, when you're looking it up on mobile, a lot of times you're doing it at the shopping center next door or, you know, right. while you're out shopping or while you're out doing things as opposed to I'm in the house and this will be great for later. Right, and I think the... The action item for all of our local businesses out there is to make sure your site is really mobile friendly, because if you get somebody there through a review and then they actually are uh, and they actually get there to uh, buy something, you want to make sure that they have the capability to buy it. Well, I don't think that's important. They don't need to actually buy anything, Janie. Come on. (laughs) Well, and it's important to say, too, that all of this kind of circles back to customer service because so many of the reviews actually focus on the service aspect of the business instead of the uh, product necessarily. So when you look at reviews on restaurants and things like that, much of it is around customer service. And that's why it's important to keep your finger on the pulse of that and make sure you're giving customers what they need. Absolutely. When they're and I think that's an important point to make because, yeah, if it's a product on Amazon, like you know, a blender, uh, the product tends to matter more, but mm-hmm. even then you will see reviews where they panned it because the shipping was off or, you know, because they right. didn't do the warranty right. return or uh, fast enough. So it's interesting. Service can impact that. But when, yeah, when you have these small businesses, it is, the product is rarely at the center of it. 
you know, if you look at the average, mm-hmm. even for restaurants, mm-hmm. which is very product centric, yeah, it's it's almost always yeah. You know, you're going to say eighty percent is going to be the service, right? <laughs> hmm. Well, and one of the surveys or research studies that I saw said that more than half of the customer surveys said they had been recently leaving more reviews based on customer service. So I think some people are really seeing this as part of the experience. They try something new and then they go home and they review it, either good or bad. Uh, and that's just part of how they make their decisions and how they help others make their decisions. So all of this comes back to that idea of responding, making sure that you're understanding what your customers want. And then if you get a negative review, I really believe that unless it's unless it's trolling, again, which does happen, but if it's something legitimate, I think it's important to respond on the review site and say, we hear you, this is what we're doing about it, or this is what we believe happened, or let's follow up offline. Um, but I know people have different opinions on that. What do you think, Adam? I think uh, that I was born again on this topic. This is something I've admitted on the podcast that I didn't do well in my retail business. I was you know, really slow on the uptake with uh, responding to uh, whatever, bad reviews or any reviews for that matter. And I will just, refer, mm-hmm. uh, I can pretty much sum up my philosophy in three words. Hug your haters. All right, <laughs> get go. the book by Jay Bear, our buddy. Uh, go back, listen to that episode with Jay Bear. I don't have the number in front of me. Uh, he pretty much has the research and makes the case for why you must respond, even if it's old, even if it's off base, mm-hmm. because customer service is a spectator sport online. That is his line. And that's true. I mean, that's the thing. You're not just responding to the customer. You're responding mm-hmm. for everybody who's watching as well. Right. Right. So I think the the takeaways that I'm getting here, make sure you're mobile friendly, make sure you're not ignoring these online reviews, understand that they are part of your customer's decision making process. And even though it's painful, respond and hug your haters, as you say. Well, as Jay says, I, I really quote it. We steal from each other a lot, all of, all of the people in the game here. But, you know, that's like a signature book title in line. So we're, we're going to give that credit there. But, you, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, all, all the numbers are telling us is what we knew last year is just more true than it ever was. So this is a call for a renewed focus, a renewed uh, drive to move it to the higher on the to-do list. <laughs> And to, yes, uh, for sure. Don't ignore it. And exactly. Don't ignore it. Well, we hope that you will give us a great review. How's that? Oh, that's nice. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Crack the Customer Code. We really do appreciate having you here. Make sure you learn more about Adam at customersthatstick.com. And make sure you connect with Jeannie over at 360connects.com. That's connect with an X. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.